0: Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a Rosh Hashanah sermon by Rabbi Cantor Hilary Chorney. Like me, Erica Keslin
1: is fascinated with ritual. Years ago, she dug into a study about firefighters and the effect of ritual on their lives. Social scientists at Cornell learned that firefighters who ate meals together before going out to do their work succeeded in saving more lives as a result of building more trust. Keswin grew a leadership initiative, the Spaghetti Project, out of that study through which she coaches teams of all types to build trust through ritual, often shared meals, like spaghetti, to be more effective in their work. Ritual, my theory goes, ritual is routine elevated habit, elevated. I've come to that theory after several years of studying the social sciences around ritual with first-year Ziegler students as we dig into the pathways of spiritual growth. The most impactful teachers in my own work and in this field in general are Kurzat Ozink, who runs the Spiritual Design Lab at Stanford. How cool does that play sound? And Casper Terkel at the Harvard Divinity School. As we explored in our Beth Am Elul course on ritual, Ozink's principles of ritual help us to narrow and narrow our definitions of the shape of ritual, while Casper's approach to ritual escaping the focus. Escaping the fences of religiosity, and as applied to, say, Harry Potter, no joke, like close religious reads, ritual reads of Harry Potter, allow us to expand our definition of ritual. A firm definition of ritual with an expansive understanding of what can be ritualized in our world. That's the key to ritual magic so far hits all the right notes it is definitionally categorically fitting to all the principles it has a je ne sais quoi magical factor it's done intentionally with the person tuned in to this being a special moment it has a purpose beyond the practical my favorite principle and it is a ritual that has evolved over time to better suit the people and the situation Ozink would give it four out of four ritual stars. It's the second of those principles I'd like us to embrace more closely as I encourage us to burst forth beyond ritual into the realm of ritual innovation. Tika'u shofar bakese liyom nu. This line from Psalm 81, verse 4, it's lifted and then it's grafted onto Yom Tov Kiddush. And here in Rosh Hashanah Musaf, in this next section, and it tells us to sound out the horn at the monthly time, on the Yom, the day of celebration. We learn in Bavli Rosh Hashanah that we sound the horn when the new moon is hidden to us at the time of an impending festival. And, says the Bavli, that's the only That's only the case at Rosh Hashanah because all the other festivals are mid-month. But if you peel back the ritual, textual layers, the verse is crying out to us, saying, Sound the horn! Anytime. Something is hidden from you so that that day can be revealed to be a time of rejoicing. And we're going to do this this coming Sunday as we do reverse Tashlich at the beach and clean up the sands of Santa Monica, blowing shofar as a clarion call to celebrate our duty to do Tikkun Hayam. So what will it be for you this year? What will you take from ritual, from habit, from routine, and elevate it? What habit will then lift you up and make you brand new because you lifted it up and made it brand new. What ritual will you
0: give new life to in the year to come? You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am, Los Angeles, go to TBA la.org.